You people are at the position of attention. Ought to have you all shot. We salute the rank, not the man. We're running Curry. They're already dead. I'm proud to have served with each and every one of you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Almost Sideshow. This is our, our little side project we have going on on our podcast right now. I am your host, Terry Plucknett. Joining me is Mr. Adam Daly. How's it going, Adam? Hello, guys. Uh, hey, Terry. I'm really excited because this is a first time watch for me. Never seen it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah pretty excited. Cool. So uh, so our, our idea here with this Almost Sideshow is... We will be deep diving a series of some sort, uh, one episode at a time, and uh, I don't know how many how many times we're going to go through this. We're going to this is our trial run. We're going to see how it goes, but we're starting with one of my favorites, and as Adam said, it's a first time watch for him. We are starting with Band of Brothers. Yeah, yeah do the, it. <laughs> the ten episode HBO miniseries celebrating. It's 20th anniversary this year. I've been looking forward to this because this is one of my like all-time favorite pieces of filmmaking. And and so I'm I haven't heard any of Adam's thoughts on this yet. So hopefully he thinks the same. But uh, we're gonna get into this, and uh, this is episode one. So we are going to start by talking about episode one of Band of Brothers. And uh, so this is something where hopefully you watch along. So you uh, go watch the if you're listening to this and you've never seen Band of Brothers, go watch episode one now. Pause this. Don't don't continue on this. Watch episode one and then come back and listen to us and then watch episode two. Come back and listen to us. And that's how this is going to go. Uh, we're going to be, uh, we're, we're on, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for watching. If you're listening to us on the podcast channel, uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, uh, on all of our platforms for the podcast. Make sure you, uh, subscribe, hit that, whatever, Adam, you're the YouTube guy, the, the, the thought, like button, that, the subscribe button, subscribe in the bell icon. So you can be notified whenever we drop some more content and leave a comment down below and join the conversation because almost sideways is the place for movie conversation. What he said. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> and make sure, uh, look, look up almost sideways.com. You can find a lot of the uh, information there. So yes, episode one band of brothers. I am super excited for this. I, oh, I, I meant meant to mention when I said this is like this is like one of my all time favorite pieces of filmmaking. I put together. I haven't updated this list in like maybe 10, 15 years, but I put together my list of my favorite like all time things, and this ranks number three oh, okay. uh, behind Apollo thirteen and Almost Famous. How, what's this? First of all, let me ask. I've never even heard of did your considering shows in this list what does this list pertain this is just like top 20 that i did it like a top 25 i don't even remember when i did this this i had to be like 10 years ago was last time i updated the most recent thing on here is 2007 
and I haven't updated in a while. But yeah, uh, I'll, I can I can run down my, the top ten here. Number one is Apollo thirteen. Number two is Almost Famous. Number three, Band of Brothers. Number four is Once. Number five is Kill Bill. Number six is Shawshank Redemption. Number seven is Memento. Number eight, L.A. Confidential. Number nine, Beautiful Mind. Number ten, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Now I'd probably change that up a little bit now, but I hold to Band of Brothers being in the top three. Mm. Like that, that is like a legit, a legit ranking right there. Um, so let's talk about this episode one, uh, which is one of my favorite episodes. Adam just watched okay. it for the first time. This episode is called Curry. Uh, named for the mountain that they run up in boot camp. Uh, uh, we stand alone three miles up, three miles down. Um, this is the, the introduction. This is, this is where we meet all the characters. We see them through boot camp. Uh, the, this, this company that is going to go fight in world war II, uh, go in and invade, uh, Europe and, uh, and be a part of almost every major battle going through everything. Um, so Adam, I'm going to let you talk a little bit about, uh, what you saw in the episode and what you thought, since this is your first time going through this and then I will react to you (laughs) (laughs) and tell, and tell you to, and if you agree with me, I'll tell you how smart you are. And if you disagree with me, I'll tell you how dumb you are. Just letting you know. Okay. That sounds good. (laughs) So out of the four episodes so far that we have currently watched, this is the, the, the introduction, the, the little a longer episode. So it te- introducing a ton of characters. So my first impression is that it, the pace is slow moving because you're getting so much backstory to a bunch of the characters. I guess I should start off first. I love the introductions with the, the military uh, veterans, like in the o- opening the episodes every time. I think that's a really, uh, really classy move to pay respect to them and also kind of set up set up some of the events too and the after effects of them too it, it's i really like that but anyway and i i, I will let me just throw in really quick that yeah. you uh, you find this out a little later a little bit of a spoiler for you but they're more than just veterans they're the actual members of easy company oh okay i had a i had a feeling that that's yeah. where it was going to go okay okay that makes sense yeah that's good that's even better mm. uh but but the biggest thing here is i i kept on Calling back, if you've listened to Almost Sideways, we do these power rankings, and you did best uh, out of, I can't remember exactly the list, but it was basically against type of uh, acting performances. You mentioned yeah, yeah. David Swimmer and Ross from Friends, but he is totally not that guy. This is definitely his show. This whole episode was built around this character and all the, the military people underneath him reacting to him, basically, and just being like not tolerating him at all and damien lewis lewis's character which i think is probably one of my favorite ones right now he is just very just at this time just very quiet just kind of observing doing what he's what he's told uh but you see a lot of actors from well we'll get into that too it's a bunch of people pop up in this show and this episode and i think this is actually a really fascinating character study on the david swimmer character uh, i still think it's it's one that I, I respect a lot and I actually I enjoyed, but it's definitely the, the slower pace kind of. I was like, there's so many people I was getting like bombarded with information. So I definitely have maybe do another watch on it to fully understand exactly what was going. But talking about building Easy Company and having them become a, a unit was uh, really awesome. And I loved that sequence. My favorite scene in the, the whole episode was when the one guy was running up the hill, all of a sudden 
they all come running. And then they got a Davis one of his short shorts coming up and basically like had a little smirk because yeah, you guys are getting it now. You guys are like working together as a unit, not just individuals. So that's the best scene of the, 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 um, the show. And I, it definitely has progressed uh, through. And I, I really liked it. And especially the, the turn that his uh, David Schwimmer's character does take in this, where we're talking spoilers here, uh, where he is actually not really good in, in battle. He's uh, very book smart, but not actual yeah. combat smart and uh, can get people killed. And uh, there's kind of a, a mutiny going on too. A lot of people going behind his back to try to get him out. And it, it, I thought he was out of the show until very recently. So uh, interesting to see what happens if he comes back in later episodes too. But yeah, I thought this was a really uh, pretty dang solid introduction to the show and a bunch of characters too so an easy if we're doing ratings it's a three-star episode for me uh pretty dang solid definitely have to do a rewatch i can see that ranking ranking go up a little bit for me all right yeah so so yeah so adam you've watched the first four episodes so far yes. right now we're just talking about the first one uh and and yeah you're right this is this is like a, an entire episode of exposition this is yeah. entire an entire episode of introduction there's really not any action that takes place in this episode. Uh, you're just learning who all these people are. And, uh, and it, it is one giant character study, which is one of the things I love about this episode. Yeah, so definitely. I got to tell you, yeah, I got to tell you my history with this episode. Uh, so I was first introduced to band of brothers. Um, I'm in high school. This was probably, I was trying to remember it was spring of Oh two or spring of Oh three. And, um, uh, I was I was on a school bus on my way to a uh, to a uh, music festival, a choir festival, hmm. and uh, a, the kid who sat next to me on the bus, uh, shout out Aaron Hunter, I'm sure you're not listening, uh, <laughs> happened to bring his laptop and the box set of Band of Brothers. Oh wow! And uh, and I just happened to be the kid sitting next to him. And he said, I have headphone splitters here. You're watching this with me. Ooh, and we sat there. Splitter. Yeah. And so we ha sat there on the bus um, uh, and watched the entire first episode of Band of Brothers. And I instantly was obsessed. Like mm. this was the like greatest thing ever. And it, it all it all starts with David Schwimmer. He's one of the first people you see in the episode. And he dominates this episode and he gives one of my like one of my all time favorite performances because it's so unexpected. It yeah. is so not Ross. Um, and, and that's why he was on that list of of playing against type. This is the exact opposite you would expect from him. And this came out 2001. Mm -hmm. This came out still in the middle of Friends. This was in the middle of the height of Friends happening. And all of a sudden you see him come out as this bastard drill sergeant that that is whipping this company into shape um it it's just it's just fascinating to watch and he does such a good job at it usually a recognizable face like that that's known for one thing you get you get stuck in and you see him it's like oh it's ross the second you see him he's not ross he he's lieutenant sobel and you hate mm -hmm. his guts yeah. um and I, I will say, I've also read the book Band of Brothers that this was based on by Stephen Ambrose. And it's not uh, it, if Stephen Ambrose writes like very historical. So this is it's like a, a giant historical essay. But mm. One of the things he says 
And one of the things that makes Easy Company so special is their bond. And you, you see that bond develop throughout, throughout the episode. Mm. Um, and one of the reasons, and he really hammers this home, the reason they have that bond is they bond over their hatred of soul. <laughs> like that is like the, the one thing, like they, they are going to bond over that hatred. And it was um, uh, Nixon, uh, Ron Livingston's character. Yeah. Uh, he even he even says it where he's like, I, he's a genius. I know the type. And, and he said, and, and the quote is, uh, you know, anyone in this company that wouldn't double time Curry to piss in Sobel's morning coffee. I mean, he is pushing them just so they can just so they can, you know, just say screw you to Sobel. Um, but they also are so happy when they can get rid of him because he's so jumpy in the field. Like you said, he, he's horrible in the field. He's horrible in combat. Um, I was not yeah. expecting that, to be honest with you. When they first do that right. first drill, yeah, I was not expecting that that first drill when they're doing the mapping thing and they're kind of pinned down. They're like, we need to go this way. Let's move out. And the, and everybody's like, wait, what are we doing? And mm-hmm. yeah, it's not. And then they go to the other one where they, we're going to cut this fence. We'll get that a little bit later. But yeah, I was not expecting that turn at all. Well, and I think I think you misinterpreted a little bit something too, because you said there's a cool. scene where he he they're run along and he gets that little wry smile on his face, oh, and okay. and like they're getting it. If you, the very next scene is when he busts winners for a BS uh, disobeying a direct order, because ah, he cool. saw Winters cool. starting to rally them around him, and he started to see a power struggle, and ah, he needed right. complete and total control. And so he he never was looking at it and saying, look at the company I'm putting together. He was looking at it and saying, I am in control. And when mm-hmm. I say jump, you say how high and no uh-huh. one is going to threaten that. Dang. Yeah, I did not. I totally f- forgot that scene, actually. And then that because there's so much information you're getting from it. There yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So all right. back, now that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so you mentioned the the cast of characters here, and I think one of the most fascinating things, going back and looking at this twenty years later, is looking at the cast of characters. So, first episode, just the first episode, you have well, first you have you have uh, the first two people you see are Ron Livingston and Damian Lewis. Ron Livingston at the time, you already knew his face. He's like the one of the few faces you knew because he was in office space already at this point. People knew who Ron Livingston was. Damian Lewis has become a thing. And then you go down the line. You've got, let's see here. You've got Dominic Cooper played a role. Michael Cudlitz has been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, Michael Fassbender is in this. He plays Private Christensen. I could not find him. You haven't found him yet? He's in seven episodes, but I cannot find I haven't seen him yet. Okay, you you have. You just... didn't recognize him. If you remember the scene where they went for the night hike and then they all had to turn their, their canteens over to make sure nobody drank anything. He's the one that drank something and, and it, it came out oh. too soon. <laughs> wow. Did not, that's him. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. That's him. Okay. That's him. Uh, Dexter Fletcher is in this who mm-hmm. uh, hasn't done a whole lot of acting since, but he's a big time director. Now he directed like mm-hmm. rocket man he do, he uh, is the one that finished uh, Bohemian Rhapsody for uh, for Brian Singer. Um, uh, let's see here, Stephen Graham who, from The Irishman. He's in this. Um, he's Private Sorry. Ranny. Yeah. 
uh, Scott Pegg Grimes. Simon Pegg has a tiny, tiny little role. It was um, a, a, a Sergeant Shovel's lackey in that. In that. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, exactly. Uh, Neil McDonough pops up at the end of this episode. Um, yeah, there's there's such a such a who's who. Donnie Wahlberg, of course, Donnie Wahlberg uh, as as a uh, as Lipton. He's in he's in here too. But uh, it's amazing to look back on it and see the talent that was uh, that were just no namers at the time. And now you watch yeah. and say, I recognize that face. I recognize that face. I recognize that face, uh, which is so cool. It's uh, it's funny because we just watched a series. My wife and I watched the the Saw franchise, and Donnie Wahlberg's in it too, and it looks completely different. Like just a couple of years difference. There's like seven years gap between films, and he's aged a lot more in that the Saw franchise than he did in Band of Brothers. He looks incredible in Band of Brothers. Yeah. Well, and then you think about it too. This is three years after his tiny role in The Sixth Sense. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and so so he he's he definitely has a very he he has a lot of range that he doesn't really show that often, but he it's there it's there when he wants to, um, so yeah huge cast of characters here. Uh, one of the things I wanted to I want to talk about is who's your favorite character of the episode, um, and there's so many characters that you get introduced to in this. And so it's kind of hard to, to pin one down for the first episode. Uh, and every episode, as you might have noticed going through the first four, every episode kind of has a character that is the central focus of the episode. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and obviously this one, it's Sobel. He's the one that's kind of that, that major focus. Yeah. Uh, I would say one of my favorite characters that comes out of this is Colonel Sink. Okay. Um who's the 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 just overall overarching one that's in charge of what's going on and one of the reasons i love it is because it's played by dale die and if you don't know who dale die is he is like the expert uh war consultant in hollywood um he has been the consultant that yeah he he trains he usually is the one that trains the actors on how to be soldiers um, and he's done everything from like platoon to to band of brothers and pretty much every war film in between. And uh, and and it's great that he has a role here because he you totally get the vibe. Yeah, 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 this guy is someone who should be in charge in the military. That's because he actually was. Yeah. A- and he's and he has that authority over them because he literally was their drill sergeant as they were training to be actors playing soldiers. That's pretty cool. And I had no idea; I would never have guessed that. But that's that's actually a cool little backstory onto that guy too. So, who is uh, who's your favorite character? I think I think we kind of talked about David Schwimmer Schobel's character is kind of the focal yeah. point, and a kind of really a good kind of villain or guy that you kind of like love to hate is kind of sometimes with some things I really have a I like. But there's also something about Damian Lewis's character that is captivating because he doesn't say much yet and uh i'd like to see how he just he's just following orders but you can you can see the gears in my opinion how i interpreted it was he he doesn't agree at all the all of that what what's being done and he has his own way of doing wanting to do things but he still is a good soldier and he has to follow his orders but yeah he's one of my favorite characters if coming out of the first episode 
of course, there's, there's other actors now that other characters in the show that I know from the first episode that I've kind of slowly progressed and liked, especially in sure. the couple, last couple episodes. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, Damien Lewis probably is my favorite of the episode right now. Yeah, there's a lot going on underneath the surface there. Mm-hmm. And he does a great job of internalizing it and letting you see that there's there's more than what he's saying mm-hmm. going on for sure. Uh, I would say uh, another one of my favorites, and this is getting to something that you referenced a little bit also, is uh, uh, Scott Gomez. No, not Scott Gomez. Rick Gomez is George Luz. Uh, Luz, he's the comic relief in the room all the time. And uh, and where it shines the most is the the moment that you mentioned earlier of uh, of the cutting of the fence, <laughs> and, and and when when all the I mean Sobel's screwing up again, yeah. and all the soldiers are hiding behind this bush, and they just look at Luz and say, "Can can you impersonate our our his boss, his commanding officer, so we can get moving." <laughs> and he does like this spot on impersonation and, and there and gets him into trouble. <laughs> yeah. Who told you to cut that fence? Uh, uh Major Horton did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Major he Horton. Gets, yeah. He's on leave. <laughs> yeah, he's finally not even here. Like, what are you talking about? London. <laughs> that's a great scene. Like, that's really it, good. Yeah. It's so good. It's low so key good. one of my favorites too, just because the whole everything that leads up to that is 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 just great. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, that, that's such a great, such a great moment. Um, another one of my favorite, my favorite scenes is, um, is when all of the, uh, all the, um, the NCOs, the non-commissioned officers or yeah, they decide to all resign Mm. to, to fight against Sobel. It's like, how are we going to handle this? Um, and it's after he's already busted uh, winners and winners is looks like he's heading towards court martial and all of them band together, Lipton, Garnier, all these guys band together and say, we're done. We, we resign if Sobel is going to be our commanding officer. And just that moment of unity again, against Sobel, but also in favor of winners and, and how much mm-hmm. he is liked amongst the group is, is just a powerful moment. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's awesome how the, uh, the ending plays out because they're supporting winters, but also winners at the very end, because there's three different, uh, three Neil McDonough, Dunno, Neil McDonough's character comes into it. Winners doesn't agree. will be not friendly with his, the troops, but also yeah. not being a strict, as showable. So I thought, I thought that's a good uh, character dynamic between all three of them. And I've always liked Neil McDonough and everything. I'm just like, it's always that guy with the bright blue eyes. I, I always, <laughs> I always like watching him. So I, I liked him. He popped up at the end of the episode too. So, and he, he looks, he looks way too old to be a part of that. that but he also too. doesn't look like he's aged at all. Right. Like, yeah. 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 I, th- I think he's just someone who's always looked the same age. Like since like he Paul was like 12. Yeah. Exactly. Like exactly. He's a Paul Rudd type. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so when Sobel leaves, uh, the new commander of Easy Company is Lieutenant Meehan, uh, who seems like a very a very respected uh, and and strong leader. And, and I I also love the moment when him and Winners figure out uh, that Normandy is going to be where they have to jump simply because 
that's how far the planes can go when they've been doing their practice jumps. I mean, it, it made perfect sense when they're like, okay, then Normandy it is like, all right, then let's plan mm-hmm. on how this is going to work there. I mean, it, it, it made perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was cool. And it's like, of course, when you, they, they, you mentioned the name Normandy, uh, you know, the storm on the beaches, Normandy, I you directed towards uh, saving private Ryan. And I'm thinking like, Oh crap! This is happening exactly as you know. Captain Miller's going on the beach in his sub same director, same uh, writer with Tom Hanks and their producers. So it's like you can definitely see the comparison. So I'm doing the whole side by side as absolutely as the progressing. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to. Yeah, yeah. Just tell them the different side of it. And and yeah, Spielberg was Spielberg and Tom Hanks produced this. So this episode was directed by Phil Olden Robinson, who um, I'm trying to remember some of the other stuff that he had has done he's uh writer of field of dreams i think he directed field of dreams too um yeah field of dreams sneakers some of all fears um mm. are some of the things that he did so he's uh Bennett brothers his best is this best thing so probably yeah the, this first <laughs> well and it's a different director every episode i think yeah. so uh but this one was definitely a, a highlight for him yeah. um but yeah seeing the and this came out three years after after uh Saving Private Ryan. Uh, and uh, Tom Hanks did a very similar thing after Apollo 13 as well. Uh, about three years after Apollo 13, he came out with the HBO miniseries From the Earth to the Moon, which mm-hmm. told some of the other story around uh, the, uh, NASA and the space race at the time. Mm, um, my, I would say my MVP of not only this episode, but the entire series is Michael Kamen and the score. This oh. score is such a beautiful piece of music and and i something about just that opening the the opening main theme that you hear during every opening credits just puts a smile on my face and it's just such a perfect blend of of uh peace but sorrow um camaraderie and brotherhood uh and uh through war and through struggle, it, it is just such a such a beautiful work of of composing, and I it's it's one of my favorite scores of all time is the score yeah. to Band of Brothers. Great call on that. Uh, for me, I think if we, I'm probably going to go with a performance, I'm going to go with uh, David Schwimmer for Shovel because you're feeling the same hatred that everybody around him for that character through the whole thing. So maybe that goes to the writing as well, but. Uh, but when a guy's basically only known as Ross his whole entire career, uh, I think there's something special when there's this performance that I think doesn't get talked about nearly <laughs> enough. So I, I will always always have that in my mind now as that performance because it's it's really great. It's a great way to start off the show, give you a character and get you put in that world and that those those scenarios because you hate that guy so much. So I like, he's my most valuable person player in this one of the, the best little microcosms of that character and his performance is just something really, really small that happens. And I don't even know if, if you noticed it when um, after he has his meeting with Colonel sink and realizes that he's lost easy company, he's getting transferred to this other training base. Uh, he leaves and he hops in a Jeep and the Jeep drives by Lieutenant winners and winners salutes him. And he turns and looks the other way. And just that that little moment of screw you, yeah, it is is so 
telling and that's so perfectly so perfectly what his character is in just that one little moment it's like i'm out for me and screw you because you won and i hate that yeah exactly like you got you you won this this battle but we'll see what happens next yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's great so this this episode ends well it ends the same way it starts it starts with that the the opening the very opening little thing is them getting ready for D Day, yeah. and it ends with them hopping in the planes, because the plan is they're going to drop in to Normandy behind the front lines yeah. the night before, and try and clear some space for the guys that are hitting the shore. I remember watches. I had no idea that this is how D Day happened. No, that there yeah. was this whole group of of airborne guys that dropped in behind the lines. I mean, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it goes to one of the one of the uh, the vets at the beginning that that says, uh, "Who wants to volunteer for the airborne?" And like, what's the airborne? Are you gonna jump out of a plane? Eh, go to hell. It's like, yeah. oh, but you get paid double. Oh. Okay. Raise <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. my hand. Yeah, fifty bucks extra. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that. I, I thought that that was just a great a great moment. Yeah, probably the best line of the whole whole episode right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even it wasn't even in the the dramatic part. And you're right that that seeing those veterans and hearing them talk about it, um, and, and even when they say you know this it was different then, because because we were attacked. It, it was a very different time. And one of the things I thought was very fascinating that I didn't fully realize. Uh, so this came out 20 years ago. And I was, and I went back and looked like what, what time of year did this come out? Was this a summer thing? Was it a spring thing? The first two episodes debuted on HBO Sunday, mm-hmm. September 9th, 2001, two days before nine 11, the, the, the first two episodes wow. came out Yeah. when, and so two days before nine 11, you hear this, this veteran say we were attacked and that united our country. And and it was a different time because of that. You had people committing suicide because they couldn't go fight for our country. Um, and then two days later, we were attacked and it united our country and we were off fighting to preserve what we have once again. It, it, I, I, I just thought that was fascinating that we're yeah. this this profound piece of filmmaking was coming out while the country was dealing with the next great tragedy that happened. Crazy. Yeah. I still remember those, that, that morning, uh, and that's just looking and watching my TV and just kind of like not fully comprehending everything that was happening. I was like, what is going on? Like, wow. Mm-hmm. Cause I was, I was 12 when that, that happened. So I'm just like, Whoa, I just, in disbelief. And, and now you look back and it's like, man, what, what, a crazy act of violence and uh but yeah it, that's crazy looking at this, looking back on this now and seeing hearing that line knowing that it came out like two days before and of course see movies now where a lot of people are enlisting right after because of that event because we got attacked and they they're signing up because now we're going to go back and get, get the people who attacked us type of same kind of situation so yeah very interesting yeah crazy crazy parallels there as we're looking at world war ii in the, in this in-depth lens at the same time that we were dealing with 9-11. Mm-hmm. Just, just amazing there. All right. 
Any any last uh, any last comments? Any last things you wanna you wanna say about episode one? No, I think that's pretty much. I, I pretty much. That's my thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm good on this one. Yeah, and and yeah, like we said, this is this was just the introduction. There not very not much happens here, yeah, but but we we meet all all the characters. Uh, we're gonna learn more about them as as it goes along, and uh, and we'll be here to tell you all about it. Uh, as we go along, uh, we're, our plan is to release a couple of these uh, a week as we go through. Uh, this is going to come out on on the regular podcast channel. So if you're subscribing to Almost Sideways, you're you're going to be getting uh, getting this content, uh, whether it's on YouTube or whether it's on the podcast channel. Uh, so uh, that is episode one. Uh, we'll be back at you in uh, in a few days uh, with episode two and uh, continuing to look at Band of Brothers. Uh, one last thing too, because uh, I also do daily notes, and we're talking about a Steven Spielberg produced film. We are starting a road to a, our journey with Spielberg leading up to West Side Story. We have a guest mm-hmm. coming up this week. Coming this this episode will come out after the Band of this Band of Brothers episode. So Raiders of the Lost Ark is what we're starting with with Ooh. our guest Brett Doze, who actually is a almost sideways Oscar bracket winner. Or oh yes, he is. A few years yes, ago, so. Brett Dose will be joining me and we'll be reviewing Raiders of the Lost Ark. So check that out. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So that is episode one of our Band of Brothers sideshow. Uh, keep listening in and uh, and catch the rest of the series. Make sure you're watching along with us. Like I said, it's it's a, it's HBO, HBO Max. You can get it there. Um, and uh, if you get the the metal tin box set, that's even better because it's it's a pretty cool box set to get. Uh, and so uh, we'll we'll be seeing you next time for our next episode. Until then, enjoy. Later. Despite your crass behavior, I'm glad we were able to do this together.